Sienna Marabella, and you're listening to the Honey Soleil podcast, bringing you all things wellness for your mind, body, and soul. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is my very first episode outside of my introduction episode. I'm so excited. And of course, like I said, I'm going to be starting these episodes out with some chit chat, just a quick like two to five minutes, giving you updates on my life. Just fun chatting with you guys. If you want to skip this, you always can to get into the meat and potatoes of why did I say that I'm like vegan? What? um, We don't even love meat in this house. But anyway, if you want to like skip into the good stuff, go ahead. So let's get into some updates. Let's get into my life. I started college. You guys have been waiting for me to do this because I know a ton of you want me to do school videos and I will, but you got to wait till back to school time. I'm going to have so many college videos like you don't even know it. I started college and I love it and hate it. So I love it because I love learning and I love adding more structure to my day because when you work for yourself, Things can get a little messy and I can do things, we can all do things whenever we want. So without like set structure, it's really difficult to hold yourself accountable. So having set times for classes makes things so great for me. I love it. I thrive on structure and I I really do. But I also want to die because there's so much work. There's... I underestimated how much work. I don't know why I decided for my first year to take a law class. I'm taking criminal law. The amount of reading that I am required to do makes me want to cry. It really does. But it's like, it's worthwhile. I don't know. I'm just really excited. And I have this goal for myself to get a 4.0. That's probably every student's goal. I really want to get a 4.0. I was the person in high school who I gave a shit, but I also didn't. I really cared about like my social life, but I also really cared about my grades. But it was like one or the other for me. I never was a 4.0. I was always like a straight A, B student. That that was my thing. I want to get all A's this time. I will get a 4.0 this year and I will get it throughout the entirety of my college career because I'm about to Blair Waldorf the fuck out of college because that is who I want to be. I want to be an overachieving teacher's pet. I also say the F word a lot. Will I get like flagged on here? I don't know. I'm going to stop saying the F word so much, but yeah, can I have like the energy of I'm super get my life together, love wellness, love life and being posh, but I also have like crackhead energy. So I don't know. It's dual personality, duality of man. But anyway, so 4.0, that's what I'm striving for. Started classes, love it. I'm also going to do like college week in my life videos and just more vlogs because I think that's I love watching vlogs. I personally am obsessed with vlogs. So to make some of my own, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. And let me know on my personal Instagram what you guys want to see in the vlogs. Like what aspects of work, what aspects of school, what aspects of my personal life do you want to see? Because I like to pinpoint things. I like to have a theme with things. So if you guys could give me as much detail, that would literally make my day. I'm trying to say literally less because it's never literal, but... Yeah, anyway, that's that school started, podcast started. Um, I'm going to Paris in February for my birthday. I'm actually going by myself for the first half. And then the second half, my assistant's going to go with me because I'm shooting some photos for Revolve, which, oh my God, don't get me started. I love Revolve so much. But anyway, my assistant's going to come with me for the second half. It's going to be really fun. I'm so excited. Um, It's just going to be like a good time. I've always wanted to go to Paris. It's been a dream of mine since I was in the womb. 
And I'm finally going to go. So February 22nd, see you hoes in Paris. Yeah, that's kind of everything going on in my life right now. I don't really know what else to say to you guys, except let's get into the episode. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you 20 small changes that you can implement into your life to improve your overall happiness and the organization of your life, which you guys know I'm a fanatic about, and I thought this was the perfect first episode outside of my introduction episode to share with you guys since we just hit January. January is the month of hitting the reset button and rejuvenating our lives, so I thought that this was the perfect first episode to give you guys just small changes that you can implement into your life to improve the overall quality of life, which is what we're striving to do here on this podcast and hopefully in all of your lives. All right, so I'm going to start out here. Number one is to write all of your achievements from the previous year. This is something I'm really avid on because it's very easy to kind of look back at the year and be like, what did I do? What made me happy? What did I achieve? Because It's really hard to think back 365 days, like for the entire year. So if you just write down any small wins, big wins, anything that you made you happy or is an achievement from the previous year, write it down. I recommend doing this throughout the year, but hey, it's the new year. If you didn't get to it or you didn't know about it, now you can start for the upcoming year for 2020. Start writing down your achievements. So if you do something that you're proud of, something that made you happy, a happy memory, write it down. And I have a specific notebook for this. So I have a little kind of journal notebook that I have, a little tan one where I write down achievements for each month. So I obviously break it down into every month. And that way it's so fun to look back on when you're hitting the new year. It rolls around. You can look back on everything that you accomplished in the previous year. And I think it's just you know, gratitude is one of the best things you can practice. So this is a form of gratitude. My second small change that you can make is to plan the first quarter of 2020. Now it's the end of January and I like to think of January as kind of a trial month for the new year. So in this whole month, I'm taking the time to kind of reset my life, plan for the new year, declutter, get everything together because realistically it's really hard to dedicate like an entire week just to getting your life together if you work or you're a basic adult and you just can't do that. Planning the first quarter makes things go a lot smoother and it kind of gets the ball rolling for the planning that you're going to do throughout the year. And I like to do quarterly resets. So you guys might know that I like to have a weekly reset where every Monday depends on the day for everybody. I like to get my shit together for the week, basically. And so I'll go even deeper on that. And I will have a monthly, not a monthly, a quarterly reset. So on the first month of every quarter, that's when I plan the entirety of the quarter, like any main big things for the quarter. And I think that just to get yourself started, just plan out January, February, March. Well, January's over. So let's do February and March. So I think it'll just help you get things running smoothly, and it gets the ball rolling. Now, you might be a little lost on what you need to plan because if you're not an avid planner like myself, I know I'm crazy for planning, but I think, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail. That's my favorite quote of life, but you might not know where to start. So if you guys want me to do kind of an in-depth podcast episode on just how I plan out my whole life, like everything regarding planning, let me know because that is something I'm super passionate about and I basically do it every single day of my life. But when planning for the quarter, I would just look up YouTube videos. Honestly, that's what I do is to get some inspiration on what I should plan or what I need to kind of do to take care of my life. I will watch some YouTube videos on it. So I would look up just 
how to plan your life, how to plan your quarters, weekly resets, stuff like that. I would look that up on YouTube because there's so many different perspectives from so many different people. And what I necessarily plan for myself for the quarter is probably totally different from what you need to plan or what these other people are planning. So I would get inspiration from multiple people and that way you can formulate your kind of system of how you plan things for the quarter or for the month or for the week or whatever you're planning. God, take a shot um, for how many times I said plan. Anyway, I also say um and like a lot and I really can't help it. And you guys know I'm super inarticulate and that's something that I'm striving to get better at. So hopefully this podcast will help me with that, but just bear with me guys. Number three is to create a ritual to go to when you're feeling negative emotions. Now, one of the most detrimental things to your well-being is stress, raised cortisol, I live my life by this. I try so hard to be more of a calm person and to just properly get out of negative emotions. So I think that properly creating a routine that's kind of autonomous that you can just go to when you're feeling those stressed emotions, any negative emotion basically, that's really going to be key for you. So for me, I personally know that the one of the only ways that I can get out of a negative headspace properly is by exercise. So when I'm feeling any sort of negative emotion, jealousy, stress, um, those are the only two I can think of, but like a, there's just a shit ton of negative emotions. My thing is I know, okay, go put on your workout clothes, book a workout class, or go you know for a run, go for a walk, any form of exercise, do it now because this is going to kind of hit the reset button for you and you'll be able to overcome those negative emotions because if you let negative emotions take over your day, it's so bad for you. I didn't realize how bad raised cortisol was and just being overly stressed was for you until I started having health issues regarding it. So a lot of you guys might not know, but I suffer with, I hate the word suffer. It sounds like I'm a victim here, but anyway, I have eczema. All right. I have eczema and I had it as a baby. It came back and I had no idea why it came back. I would, the doctor was like, I don't know, it could just flare up. And I was like, dude, that doesn't help me at all. But I kind of found out on my own that it was stress. I was looking things up and raised cortisol can actually lead to eczema flare-ups if you already have eczema. So that's when I knew I had to get my shit together and figure out a way to relax more. So I even do different breathing techniques when I'm feeling a little bit stressed. And also the power of now, read that book, just being mindful and in the moment top thing top thing for this but all I'm saying here is to create your own routine that you can just kind of head into when you're feeling negative emotions that way you can kind of hit the reset button gain some clarity and move on with your day without feeling those negative emotions weighing you down number four is to plan to do one new experience per week I truly love this because life can get mundane life is mundane and without new experiences it's it's boring let's be honest we do the same thing every single day without thinking it's autonomous we don't really think that hey we're not trying new things we're not going to new places we're not meeting new people and so I think that if you recognize it and you're aware of it and try to make it a habit or not even a habit just like a, a practice that you practice wow okay love that I'm super smart but anyway if you try to plan out one new thing a week it could be going to a new restaurant or trying a new workout class or visiting a new place or meeting up with a new person just doing one new thing that you've never done before or you've never been to before 
can really improve the quality of your life. And I'm so avid about this. And how this started for me was I have social anxiety and I've had it for so long. The only way to get out of it for me was to push myself to do new things. So I created this list where every week I would do one thing that gave me anxiety and I would kind of level each like item and activity and the least amount of anxiety that I got from something would be the starting activity and then I would work my way up and so I kind of translated this into doing a new experience every week and I think that's a really fun way to just spice up your life try new things cook new recipes watch new movies that's what I do I like to watch a new movie every week that's something that I love doing but basically just keep variety in your life make yourself accountable to do new things every week and if that's you know hard for you it can be really small it can be like watching a new movie trying out a new recipe it doesn't have to be go skydiving you know what I'm saying but you can just create one new experience to try out every week. And I think that's going to really improve the quality of life, baby. That's what we're here for. Number five is to create a vision board. Oh my God, I love vision boards with all my heart. My favorite thing to do on New Year's Day is watch The Secret, which if you don't know, it's all about the law of attraction, manifestation, and then create a vision board while I'm watching it. Vision boards are so amazing because we have a lot of goals. We have a lot of things we want to accomplish. We want to have our lives be a certain way. But it's all in our heads, and we can't really see that every day or remind ourselves every day. What better way to do that than to have it on a poster board with all these pictures, words, and just colorfulness of what you want in your life. You're seeing it every day. You're forced to look at what you want in life, and what you think is what you become. I'm not going to get into manifestation now, but oh my god, I love law of attraction. If you don't know anything about law of attraction or manifestation, I recommend starting with The Secret. It is on Netflix. It's a documentary. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Check it out. It always makes me feel like I can do literally anything. So it's the perfect documentary to watch at the beginning of the year. And that's what I do every year. Honestly, January 1st, I rewatch The Secret. And I make my vision board. And you can do vision boards digitally as well. It doesn't have to be on, you know, old-fashioned, archaic poster board. But it's nice to constantly be reminded of it so you can maybe make it your phone background, your laptop background, whatever you can do. Put it on your fridge. I don't know. Any way that you can constantly see your vision board and just be looking at it all the time, that's what you want to do. Number six is absolutely no surprise, but it's create a morning routine. I live by morning routines because if you're like me and basically... 99% of humans, it's really difficult to get out of bed in the morning. There is nothing better than being asleep and being in your warm bed and having to get up and just go straight into work or school or anything kind of makes you want to kill yourself, not going to lie. But if you have a routine that you can just go straight into, again, I'm a big fan on autonomy and just like rolling into things without thinking and then Through that, you gain motivation, you get happier, you're being healthier because you're putting healthy habits into your morning. And if you can carve out, it doesn't even have to be a long morning routine. If you wake up earlier, you'll have more time. But just carving out like an hour morning routine in total, it can really help you because you'll... that's how you can practice your healthy habits because you'll fit them in the morning and it's before everything you do. Like if taking vitamins is a healthy habit that you want to start, do it in your morning routine. I seriously do this when I wake up and brush my teeth because I keep my vitamins next to my toothbrush. So there's a way to implement a healthy habit. But as I was saying, it's really hard for me to get up out of bed. I hate getting up. Even though I'm excited for the day, I'm really 
in that moment, I'd rather die than get up. So for me, I have to find a way to just push myself out of bed. And if I know what I'm doing, like step by step, and it's not just, okay, I'm going straight to work. If I can have a morning routine where I know, okay, first thing I need to do is take my dog for a walk. That's getting exercise. That's making my dog happy. I don't have to think. And it just gets me out of bed. It gets the ball rolling. So morning routines are so essential. And you hear every person talking about a morning routine, but it's cliche, but it works. That's that's the whole point of them. It's talked about so much because it is so important. So you guys know I'm a huge fucking fan of morning routines. So if you want to see any one of my million morning routines on my channel, click the link Click the link in the show notes. I don't know. Look up my YouTube, Sienna Mirabella. I have so many morning routines. I do one like every season because I like to refresh things. So anyway, creating a morning routine is absolutely essential. Number seven is to clean up your digital calendar. This is something I like to do in the new year. And what I mean by this is your calendar can be super messy. You probably don't even like the color coding system you have. You just need to give it a refresh. So what I did in the new year was I redid the whole color palette. I redid all the labels and categories of my calendar and I put in all of the things for the year that I know are going to happen. I just went in and I did a massive overhaul of my calendar. And however you do this, this could be getting a new planner for yourself, starting a new bullet journal, any digital calendar you use, revamping it. Whatever you use to plan, give it a revamp. Get a new planner. Get everything ready for the new year so that everything's clean and how you like it. I love Google Calendar. It is my lord and savior. So giving it a revamp of the colors that I love and kind of fit my brand was amazing. So give it a revamp, go through it, see what doesn't fit you anymore, what does, what you need to add, all sorts of stuff like that. And just, you know, focus on that digital calendar or or planner. I don't know. I suck at using planners and I sure as hell can't use a bullet journal. I tried. It's so hard. If you guys could give me any tips on bullet journaling, because I really want to do it, let me know, but I am absolute trash at bullet journaling because I change things up so much. That's why I need a Google Calendar. So if you're like me and things change up a lot in your schedule and you want to, you know, maybe time block a little better, Google Calendar is your Lord and Savior. Let me tell you. Number eight is to do a 30-day challenge. You could even do a week-long challenge, but 30-day challenges are my favorite thing ever. They're without a doubt, in my opinion, the best way to implement a new habit because they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. So if you give yourself a challenge of, hey, this whole month, I'm going to try taking my vitamins, making my bed every morning, drinking four glasses of water a day. It is the best way to make things a habit because you're just telling yourself, hey, I'm just going to do it for the month, whatever. But then great thing, it's going to become a habit because you did it for 21 days. So doing a 30 day challenge is amazing ways is amazing ways. Can I even, do I speak English? Anyway, it's an amazing way to try something new as well. So if you want to cut something out of your diet, just take it 30 days and it might become so much easier for you. Or if you just want to detox your body, your liver, do 30 days of no drinking or 30 days of no dairy or 30 days of no sugar. And you don't have to stick to these things forever. It could be just like said, 30 days of doing something. It's a great way to kind of detox your body if you wanted to do something like that. But 30 day challenges, I think, are really manageable and they're great. And again, if you can't handle 30 days, start with a week challenge. You don't have to put so much pressure on yourself. I think that as humans, we put so much pressure on ourselves to to abide by things, to do things and to stick to them. And it's okay to give up. Like it's okay to not do things for 30 days. It's okay to do it for a week. It's okay to do it for three fucking days. I think 
The more pressure we put on ourselves, the more raised cortisol we get, and we don't want that. So just be kind to yourself and do what you know is within your limits. So if that's a week-long challenge, do it. You might work up to 30 days, and you never start things that you're not good at amazing, obviously. You get better. So I guess that I guess that applies to challenges. Number nine is to brain dump all of your to-dos for the new year. So basically write a list of everything that you want to get organized and accomplished moving into the new year. And I actually have my notebook right here with me with everything that I want to do to prepare for 2020. So I have like a broken down list of what I want to declutter, what I want to plan, what I want to clean, um, just any new goals that I have. And it's amazing to do this throughout the month because then you could say, okay, today I'm going to declutter my office. Tomorrow I'm going to declutter my laptop. Um, this night I'm going to take three hours and just plan my fucking life out. Oh, I just hit the mic cause I got really excited, but I love planning. Like if that wasn't super obvious, I love planning. But I think that just brain dumping everything that you want to do for the new year, your goals, how you want to plan and attack the year, write it down because it's no use for you in your head if you can't see it and kind of, you know, delve deeper on it. If it's just in your head, you're not going to do it. You have to write it down. And that's what I do. You could type this up, obviously, what goes without saying. But I like to write this down in a notebook of everything that I want to kind of tackle in the month of January to get myself set up for the new year as well as things that I want to, you know, accomplish for the new year. Number 10 is to book your self-care appointments. So it's a great time of year. It's January. It's time to book your nail appointment, your hair appointment, your waxes, a massage, a facial, honestly, anything. The doctor's appointments that you need to be making, do it now. January is the time to just like schedule out your year. So make all of those appointments and see like when you need to get your hair cut, when you need to recolor your hair, if you color your hair. Um, If you want to start getting facials, maybe make it a quarterly thing and start, you know, booking the first appointment. I think that just take the time to book your, you know, self-care and your maintenance appointments, doctor's appointments. Just take January to go ahead and do that. Number 11 combines literally all my favorite things in life, and that is to create a self-care routine. So this routine is to go to when you're feeling a little bit in a rut. You're feeling a little bit messy and you just don't even feel like you look your best. Get a self-care routine. So a day that you take just to not like get your shit together, like clean and plan, but to practice all wellness and self-care things. So that could be, you know, getting your nails done, doing a face mask, doing a hair mask, um, doing self-tanner, doing your own nails, writing in a journal, going to get breakfast at your favorite place, just a whole day dedicated to treating yourself and I love to do this like once a quarter to just give myself time to be with myself for 24 hours doing absolutely no responsibilities except for treating myself like if some of you watch Parks and Rec um they uh what are their names why can't I think of anyone's names right now anyway on Parks and Rec two of the characters Aziz Ansari's character and then someone else I can't remember her name they have a day where it's called treat yourself so they do literally anything they want to treat themselves and that's that's pretty much the uh the method of life that we need to kind of work on more so that's why I love having a self-care day where I basically just treat myself and 
it makes me feel good. And that's the whole point of this. Number 12 is to plan to have one day a week to get your shit together. And I talked about this already, but I call this my weekly reset. And I follow this plan every Monday. I changed it. It was Sunday. It was Friday. But I found out Mondays work best for me. So anyway, I like to do this to just get ready for the upcoming week, get all my shit together. And I have an entire video on my channel showing you this and like what I do specifically. And I'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to go watch that. But basically this day is where I, I attack it in three ways. I start out by cleaning, then I do some planning, and then I end with a little bit of self-care because I'm an indulgent person and I love myself. So, you know. But I like to do all of the cleaning, just kind of give my apartment a general clean. I like to do my meal planning, my grocery shopping, planning for the week, you know, upcoming content. My, I like to book my workout classes at this time. And then for self-care, obviously, I like to do a little face mask, a little hair mask. I like to do my self-tanner. If I'm feeling particularly white, I will do a self-tanner. But this is the time for me to just get my shit together at least once a week because things can get super messy. And if you're a planner like myself, then having a day to just get things together, grocery shop, clean, it's vital. It's absolutely vital. So pick a day that works best for you. This could be trial and error. Like me, I thought Sundays were great, but I was like, well, I enjoy my weekends and spending time with, you know, friends and stuff so, and stuff. That's ah, beautiful words spoken by yours truly, but Sundays didn't work for me. Bottom line, Fridays, I tried Fridays, loved it, but then my apartment would get messy over the weekend and I'd feel like all my, you know, hard work was, uh, you know, null and void. So then Mondays, Mondays were a beautiful day that I have classes on Mondays and I like to kind of intertwine schoolwork with getting my shit together. And I have the time for it. I can do it because I have no priorities except for my classes. So it's a really good day for me. So find out what day of the week works best for you to get your shit together and regroup and harness that shit. I don't know. I don't even know, but I do know, but I don't know how to speak. Number 13 goes along with the last one, and that is to make a weekly menu along with your grocery list for the week. So like I said in my last tip is I like to make my meal plan for the week, and I like to grocery shop on that day. So what I like doing to kind of make eating seamless for me because I am horrible at when I'm in a flow state of work and I have to cook an entire meal for myself, I kind of want to die or even thinking about it. it makes me want to die. So what I like to do is I like to make an entire grocery list where I pick out basically like three breakfasts, three lunches, three dinners, and a few snack options that I know I will have the ingredients for so that I can, when I'm, you know, in the middle of work and I stop to eat lunch, I can just look at my little menu that I made and it'll say, okay, you can have one of these three because you have the ingredients for those meals. It makes things so much easier because if you just have a shit ton of ingredients in your house, you don't really know what to cook. You're kind of like sitting around thinking, what can I eat? Because I look at my fridge and I'm like, there's no food in it because I just don't think of recipes on the spot. I have to have them planned already. So if you're like me and it's just really hard for you to kind of cook on the spot, make a meal plan for the week. And you can go even deeper on this, in this, on this, I don't even know, but you can go deeper in this. All right, sure. Anyway, you can go deeper in this. How many times am I going to say it? But you can go deeper in this. <laughs> and you can make or you can meal prep. That that's that is something I aspire to get to is meal prepping so that all my lunches are just made for the week and I don't even have to think about it. But to start yourself out, I would just make your grocery list and make your meal plan for the week. It makes things a hell of a lot easier. Number 14 is to get your inbox to zero. This is my favorite thing to do. It's honestly orgasmic, but purging your inbox, going through, reading all the emails, sorting them to the correct labels, responding to what you need to respond to, and just getting that to zero 
feels so good. There's no feeling like it. And just having a clean inbox is amazing to start the year off. I like to do this at least once a month to kind of keep things good because seeing like a hundred unread emails and trying to find things in your inbox is it's chaotic and nobody needs it. That's raised cortisol that I didn't ask for. So take some time, purge your inbox and try to get it to zero. Number 15 is, you guessed it, another routine and that is to make a cleaning routine. So on that weekly reset day that I mentioned, you're going to have a cleaning routine because routines in routines is um, what I live for pretty much. So a cleaning routine is just like the name suggests, a cleaning routine. It's a list of things that you are going to clean for the week. So every, you know, let's say your your weekly reset is on Monday, like me, every Monday, you know that you're going to wipe down counters, you're going to vacuum, you're going to wash your bathtub, just having a list of what you need to clean and what's essential is super helpful so that you can just go into your cleaning routine. It's pretty much therapy. It's free therapy. Cleaning is amazing. So you can look up weekly um, cleaning routines, monthly cleaning routines, yearly cleaning routines. Google is your best friend. I love Googling like different weekly cleaning routines. And then I'll see what fits with my apartment, what I actually need to clean, what makes sense for me. And that is how I create my weekly cleaning routine. And it's been the same forever. So make a weekly cleaning routine. It is very cool. Number 16 is to take supplements to fill your diet. So if you are lacking in your diet and you're not, let's say you're vegan or you're a certain diet where you're not getting the proper nutrients that you need, make sure you cover your ass by taking supplements. Even most meat eaters need B12 because it's actually from a bacteria, I think, in the soil that the cows eat. So the cows don't even have that much B12. So B12 supplement, I think it's it's pretty good, pretty good for everyone, for all my vegans and my meat eaters. B12 is great. But I also don't, I don't eat meat, really. I don't eat red meat at all. So I need iron. I'm always lacking in iron. And that, when I don't take my iron, makes me super tired. So I take my iron every day. I take my B12. Find the little holes in your diet that you know you don't eat. Like, let's say you don't eat dairy. You might need to get calcium from another source, aka a supplement. Unless you're really good at being a vegan and you get it from, like, broccoli and, like, you really think about this. But if you're like the rest of us where you're really fucking lazy most of the time, figure out what you're lacking and take a supplement. I love supplements. But I don't recommend taking, like, a shit ton of supplements without even knowing the benefits and just just taking them for taking them's sake. I think you need to really pinpoint what you're lacking in your diet and fill those gaps with supplements because they can be very helpful, very concentrated. And I'm not a doctor, not a licensed nutritionist. This is just trial and error for me. This is what I've learned and observed over my lifetime. So find the gaps, fill them with supplements. That's my move and that's my mantra. Number 17 is to put things away as you use them. This is a huge one for me that I need to work on is when I'm cooking, I don't like to put the dishes away after I use them and then they pile up. So if you put things away as you use them, you clean while you're cooking, or let's say you film a video, you're a YouTuber like myself, put your shit away after you use it. This could be for anything, anything that you're doing, put it away after you use it. And that will help you manage the stress of a messy apartment. Because when you let things pile up by not putting them away after you use them, that's when your apartment becomes the messiest thing you've ever seen. It's, you don't even want to be there anymore. And then it becomes more overwhelming for you to clean it every day, every week. So if you kind of make it easier on yourself by cleaning just a little bit every day and putting things away as you use them, it's going to make such a big difference for how much you need to clean at the end of the week. Number 18 is to read a chapter every night. 
A lot of us have goals to read more, but a lot of us use the excuse that we're busy or we don't have time to read and it doesn't fit in our day. That's a big fucking lie. Because Warren Buffett reads like 500 pages a day, so you can do it. The best way for me to do this, and I think for a lot of people, is to just make it a nighttime routine thing. Right before you go to bed, turn off the TV, open your book, and just read a chapter. It's a really small goal But over time, that's going to add up. You're going to be reading an adequate amount of books if you try to read one chapter a night. And obviously, that's not going to happen every night if you're not home. But if you are, make it a habit to try to read one chapter every night because reading is one of the most beneficial things you can do for your mind. I will never shut up about books. I love reading so much. And I honestly slacked so hard last year in reading. And it's because I didn't do my chapter a night. So I'm going to get back to that. I think you should get back to that. And I will be making more book recommendation videos. If you want me to do podcasts on book recommendations, let me know. There's no comments below. So let me know on my podcast, Instagram, Honey Soleil Podcast, and I will do some book recommendations because I love reading and I want to start reading more. I honestly want to make a book club. Is that weird? I don't know. I'm kind of into it. Number 19 is to choose your top three every day. So what I mean by this is to choose your top three priorities for that day. These are three things that you have to complete that day, non-negotiable, you have to complete that day. And everything else on your to-do list can be optional. And if you get it done, perfect, fantastic. But what really matters is that you get the top three done because a lot of us overestimate ourselves and we underestimate how long things will take. So if we write down the top three things that is the main priority, this has to happen today, it cannot be moved, it makes things a lot easier because three is a lot more manageable than a million. So doing the rest of the things on your task list will be amazing. You'll feel so good. But you can go to sleep at night knowing that you created, you created, you completed the top three above anything else you completed what you needed to that day and you feel fucking great I love doing a top three I do this the day before or the night before I will just go on my laptop and think okay out of today or out of tomorrow what are the three things that have to happen absolutely have to I cannot move it what has to happen and I write those three and I put them on my whiteboard in the morning that's on my fridge and that's what I focus on first that's what I get done First. And after that, if I have free time, that's that's mine to use. I can use it to do more tasks that I need to get get ahead on things or I can totally chill out, be lazy and do what I want to do. So I think doing your top three will make things a lot more manageable and things won't feel so overwhelming for you. I highly recommend picking your top three priorities for the day. The 20th and final small change to make for yourself in the new year is to create a life handbook. And what I mean by this is that I keep a running Google Doc of all of my favorite articles that I tend to go back on when I need to relearn some habits or ideas. You can make this totally physical and get a binder and print out every article that you find useful and literally call it your life handbook. Oh my God, that's amazing. But I use my Google Doc because I'm a digital hoe and that's just what works best for me. But basically, I have a Google Doc and I call it like a master list of all these articles that I found super helpful and beneficial for my life. Anything that I found super impactful and that I want to go back on, I will put it in my life handbook. I love this idea. I think it's amazing. And I low-key want to create a book of my own life handbook for you guys, like what my life handbook consists. I think that'd be a really cool idea. Let me know if you guys 
care about that at all, but I think creating a life handbook, if you're a planner, if you like to read and you love reading articles, this is super essential because it's your go-to one-stop shop for everything relating to life, just how to be an adult, how to live life. It's amazing if you're a planner and you're type A like me, like it's just, it's life-changing. So anytime I need to like revisit some shit or I'm feeling in a rut, I will go on there and read articles of like how to get your shit together. And it makes me feel really good It might just be me, but honestly, try it out. If that sounds appealing to you, make a life handbook. That was today's episode. I gave you guys 20 small changes that you can implement into your life to improve the overall quality of your life. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. And if you did, please leave a review on iTunes. I love reading those. They absolutely make my day. And I'm just so excited to read your guys' reviews. It means the world to me. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you. Oh, no, wait, stop. I have to plug my stuff. Okay, I'm new here. Anyway, I'm not new. I've had a podcast for like a year, but this is my own podcast and it's like so different to be solo. But anyway, follow the podcast Instagram, which is Honey Soleil Podcast. It is linked in the show notes as always, as well as my personal Instagram. Definitely follow both of them because on the podcast Instagram, I will keep you guys updated on new episodes. That's usually where I ask you guys or I ask you guys questions and you guys help me put your input in. And that's where I also ask you for the raw talk questions, which will be an episode coming up, which is where I just answer your guys' questions from Instagram. And yeah, just be sure to follow Honey Sully Podcast because that's where you'll get all the updates. And by the way, the feed is banging. It is my best feed yet. I am obsessed with it. I want to make my own personal Instagram look more like it. But yeah, that is everything. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.